Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Yippee, skippy today, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Wow, it is so great doing this show today. Well, it's great doing a show every day. But today, really kind of cool. Well, yesterday was really kind of cool. And I have a feeling tomorrow is going to be really kind of cool. I want to welcome everybody to the show. As I said to you guys before, for those of you that were listening to the last hour um, and have now moved on to listen to this hour, yes, Colette Barron-Reed is in the house. We're going to talk about a lot of different things, but uh, she's got a best-selling book, Weight Loss for People Who Feel Too Much, uh, and we're going to talk about the envisioning uh, process, what that is. Uh, mostly this show, though, for, for those of you out there, is all about raising yourself up. It's reminding uh, each and every one of us, right? The reminder is we have been called to shine. Yep, that's it. We've been called to shine. Just sometimes don't feel like that, doesn't look like that, doesn't even sound like that. And so, yeah, you're better off listening to, uh, as Benny knows, my favorite creepy song, my Radiohead, uh, Creep by Radiohead. If you really want to get depressed, listen to that song. But today, today's show is absolutely awesome. Mr. Benny joining me here today, Mr. Taylor joining me here today, Colette Barron-Reed joining me here today. Mr. Benny, how you doing? Doing awesome once again. Yeah. Hey, is my phone any better during this show today? Yeah, sounds much better. Thank you. There you go. That happens when you switch a few things, change a few buttons. Why don't we pull our fabulous prosperity card for today? All right. Hang on. Here we go. All right, baby. Now, here's Dr. Pat's prosperity message of the day. Woohoo! Oh, man, Benny, I haven't pulled this card in a while. Have not done this in a while. Are you ready? Prosperity law number 21. 21. Yes, it's not blackjack, but it is a prosperity law number 21. I am ready and willing to change. Mm-hmm. I, am, <laughs> I am ready and willing to change. And following your new path of prosperity, be ready to do things in a completely different way than you are accustomed. Let me, let me just say that. Not marginally different, not minimally different, completely different way than you're accustomed. Open yourself to change, and the road will unfold with many pleasant surprises. Prepare to experience life 
in a new, changed way. What do you think about that card, Mr. B? Love it. I know, that's what I'm saying. We're going to have a changer show today. Hey, welcome, everybody. Welcome back. For those of you listening to the show, you're getting a little bit of my Southern Baptist uh, influence, let's call it. Joining me today on the show, Benny, Colette Baron reed in the house. Love to have her on the show. We're going to talk about uh, her latest uh, book. But more importantly, we're going to talk about, you know, what is it that she has brought forth now, today, to help all of us rise up to the occasion that we call our lives. You know, for those of you that are not familiar with who uh, Colette is, you know, and there are many of you that are, um, she's somebody that has been in the forefront of understanding what intuition is. Internationally renowned intuitive counselor, educator, number one best-selling author, and somebody that has been taking her message out across the airwaves in events all over the world and helping us realize that we do have infinite, unlimited potential. That was like the two of the same words there. Infinite, unlimited. Did you did y'all get that? And then part of this is bringing a fresh perspective on how we do this. You know, one of the things I love is she and I get to have fun when we do a show like this, get to be real. Uh, don't know that we're going to do, uh, you know, m- much of the silent mode here on the show. But the messages are powerful and include each and every one of us in understanding that there is something we can do about our lives so that we truly do shine in this world. Colette, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I love your show, and I love being on your show. It's been a while, so I was totally excited when I saw my calendar with you. And I was totally (laughs) excited, too. Uh, (laughs) We always have so much fun. And I love that. I want to say something, though. I love your prosperity card because that is really, I think, for everybody right now. I mean, I always say if you do what you did, you're going to get what you got. You know, and and you and changing at the most radical piece of us is difficult when we're holding on to an old story. And that's really the whole basis of my work right now. Um, You know, I've been doing the work for 23 years as an intuitive, but of course, I've evolved. Uh, the content of my school, because I have the Master Intuitive Coach Institute. So I know we'll talk about that later, but I just thought it was very appropriate about this aspect of change, like really radically changing ourselves. And you and I both personally know, and because we have both personally changed radically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I know you share yourself on, this, on the airways, as do I. So we, we know what it's like to have to make that complete and absolute surrender. Yeah. You know, I, I was excited. Yeah, I have to say, I was excited to get your book. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this about me, so I, I, <laughs> I've mentioned it to our listeners a couple times, but I but I want to tell you this: we have a, an interesting situation in my family. You know, oh. my sister, my sister who's passed. Uh, yeah. I love my sister. Everybody, in the world loved my sister. She died on the hospital floor at 450 pounds. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. 450 pounds. Yeah. And, um, and, and I love this, this, book, this book, Weight wow. Loss for People Who Feel Too Much. Uh-huh. She is a perfect candidate, and I've read the book. She's a perfect candidate. If she were alive today, she would be somebody you would be talking with who mm-hmm. carried guilt and shame around my mom's death yep. right to her death. Right. And she died on a hospital floor because she was too heavy 
right. uh, for the staff uh, to, to, to turn over or move. And wow. she, she was so well-loved, Colette, that when I went mm-hmm. back to her funeral, funeral in Yonkers, the people, she was a truck, a bus dispatcher for the city. Okay. Well, people were waiting two blocks to get into the, the, the viewing to see mm-hmm. her, two blocks out in the street. Yeah. And what I've come to realize, especially uh, after reading your book, is that we are not talking enough about what's going on in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And I want to ask you, why is that? Well, oh, that's a very complicated answer, question and answer, but really, um, I, we, we've, we've lots of time, so let's, let's talk. <laughs> um, I just <laughs> want to ask you a question before I answer the question. Sure. Did your, ask you a question. Did your sister start gaining weight a lot when, her, when your mother died? Absolutely. Because absolutely. I gained 85 pounds in less than three months when my mother died. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I really identify with what you talked about about your sister. And, and I went up to, from 138 pounds to 219 pounds from November to February mm-hmm. um, in a short period of time. So um, now I, I never got up to 450 pounds. But the idea of, of empathy overload, feeling too much, not knowing where I begin and others, you know, where I end and others began has been with me my entire life, as has shame and fear around weight and food. So it was a very difficult book to write. But in a broader sense, like you said, like why is it that we can't talk about what's in our hearts? Well, you know, certainly um, I believe that we are, even though we live in a country where we supposedly have free speech, right, that, you know, the ability to say whatever or to yeah. respond, um, you know, I don't know that that's really true because certainly in family cultures, you know, if we look at the dysfunctional family, the alcoholic, for example, where we have, where it's not okay, it, we, we have a no-talk rule. Nobody talks about the pink elephant. Nobody really talks about, when I went to, when I was gang raped, when I went to therapy, my mother well, I went to a psychiatrist after because I had, I had not told anybody in a month after I had collapsed and, and uh, with a PID and I had a pelvic inflammatory disease and I ended up in the hospital and I can't have kids because of that. So, um, and my mom, when I, the doctor told my mother, you know, there's some, your daughter was raped. There's definitely problems going down down there. So, and, and so she said to me, well, you're going to go to the psychiatrist, but don't talk about the family. Mm. You know, you're not allowed, and don't talk about the rape. Just talk about what your feelings. You know what I mean? It was like, I love that. Yeah. So, so we're. I think there's a level of repression. There, there's there's kind of like a caveat to we can talk about whatever we want, but then there's a caveat within the smaller circles that don't talk about anything that could possibly disrupt the status quo of that which is unhealthy. So, you know, and so when and when it comes to, does that make sense to you? Oh my God! It so makes sense. I mean, I come from an Italian family. Now, let me let me just give you a clue about how we don't talk about things. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know until my 93 year old uncle told me about uh, four years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Told me the history of our family. Yeah. Uh, told me the history around my sister. Told me that my sister was actually watching my mom when my mom died. My mom had attempted suicide once, and then finally, you know, ended it. And my sister got tagged for that. Right. Uh, so I got to hear you talk about family secrets. Yeah, that, yep. that's kind of, yeah, we, we like to hold them back. 
I didn't know that my sister was born out of wedlock. I had no idea until my parents died when we Mm -hmm. looked at the birth certificates because my sister and I were both going to apply for the EU citizenship. We were Canadians, but they they told us that if we were born... Uh, in Germany from a German parent. I can't remember how it went down, but anyway. Um, and uh, so my sister, my, my, we found out that my sister's on her birth certificate that my parents weren't married. And I didn't know my dad was married. Like, there was this whole scandal. Like, that's how much, they never talked about the war. They didn't tell us anything. Uh, so, you know, the certainly our generation, I'm wondering if it's common to our generation specifically. I mean, you're probably around the same age in your early 50s, I think, or, or late 40s. I don't know how old you are. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. It is very mm-hmm. common to our generation. And, yeah. you know, it, it, and it's common uh, also for, for many folks that yeah. um, still have their parents alive. I mean, my parents aren't. None of my folks are alive. Um, yeah. You know, they all died very suddenly. But mm-hmm. um, but for those folks that do, there's this umbrella that you still live under. Yeah. You know, this umbrella where you don't. I mean, I'm getting a gazillion instant messages in here about this topic. Yeah. Um, you know, people are saying people don't talk about. This is now happening mm-hmm. right now during the show. You know, yeah, people yeah, yeah. are saying, yeah, most families don't talk secrets. This is what this is yeah. what we're. I'm getting in. Well, we don't. I didn't even find out that I was Jewish until I was 22. I was raised Christian. I was raised in an Anglican church, went to Catholic school for a couple of years. And, uh, and I found out when my mother, when my dad lost all the family's money and my mom had too much to drink and and she had given me the most beautiful cross that I loved. And I had like, I loved it. And I was, I grew up believing in Jesus and the whole nine yards. And and then she said, take that off. You're Jewish. I went, what? (laughs) You know, it was like, I mean, but, but can I, can I say this too? Cause I'm one of yeah. the things that, you know, you have a lot of like, like I do in a different way. You, yeah. you have a ton of exposure to a lot of people. You've devoted your life. You're a light bringer, right? That's it. You, you're supporting people to, to be authentic. That's what you always have done. You're always really who you are. And that's what, ever since you've been on the radio and since before that, since I've known you, and I do the same thing only differently because I do readings and I have my show, but both of us run across the same thing. And you're right that, that people who are looking to open themselves up, feel fear, some kind of repercussion, you know, what if I change then who will, who will discard me or who will, how will I not feel protected? Will I feel somehow, you know, like the black sheep or you know, if we if we want to break through the status quo or the things that we learned about ourselves when we were kids become that sort of family dynamic that in order for us to make changes, we have to somehow um, betray our families. It's like we have to betray the family dynamic in order to be different. And that can be very, very disconcerting because those yes. are some on those are unspoken laws and rules. And yes. You'll notice that a lot. Um, you know, I'll, I'll segue just a bit back to the book because I don't really want to talk about the book because this is a much broader topic and way more interesting. But it is. Um, yeah. I did. You know, that was one of the issues that I'd had in my case. My detour was to food or to be obsessive about my weight, or my body would swell without even eating extra food because I felt unsafe. You know, when I started working with Hay House, it was, which is interesting because I was. I was touring with um, a controversial figure, Sylvia Brown, who was was a real character. I mean, I loved her. Um, oh, yeah. You know, but she was, you know, somebody that was very, very different and very controversial. I was actually really scared to go on the road with her. You know, I, and I told, hey, I'll, I will. But anyway, I did. And I've never been exposed to that many thousands of people because she had a huge fan base. 
And I was terrified. I'll be honest. I was terrified. I'd never been on stage doing readings. I'd been on stage singing. And the amount of people's stories that I was exposed to and I was absorbing all their pain and what, and I was blowing up like a tick. So, so I, and, and trying to process my own story, my own, because people were desperate to be seen, you know, and, and I asked myself afterwards, like, how often are we afraid to be who we are, you know, just to be who we are and to tell our stories? without some kind of repercussion. In my case, of course, I had to get over a past life memory of being burnt at the stake. Right, right, right. Oh, me too. Yeah. Hey, let's take a short break. Let's talk about this when we come back. But you're right. I mean, you know, we have to get over the memories and the things that happen in this life. And then we have to get over sort of the psychic connection to other things that have happened before we popped into this world. We're going to take a short break, everyone. Colette Baron Reed in the house. One of the things that I'm so excited to be talking with Colette about is definitely we're talking about her new book. But, you know, look, we're talking about empathy overload. When we come back, we're going to talk about porous boundaries. Because if we can't get these two things in line, forget about it. It's not going to work. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. The traffic is stuck. Tune in each Wednesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com to Inspired Action Radio with Jennifer B. Mastering the art of dream building in the real world. This hit show will inspire you to start painting the canvas of your life and bring your unique spirit and your amazingly intelligent mind together to find an incredible, practical, real-world strategy to building a life with epic results. Tune in to Inspired Action Radio with Jennifer B. Get ready for Intuitive Solutions with Deborah Diane every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Create your best life by releasing subconscious limiting beliefs and patterns quickly and easily. Each show features a live call-in segment so that you can experience Deborah's intuitive insight and powerful clearing. Deborah's quick wit and spot-on intuition make every show both powerful and fun. For more information, visit ConsciousRepatterning.com. Saskia Roel, the international soul guide who has followed her soul from Hong Kong and Africa to America. Saskia cracks open the lives of her clients and brings their soul's purpose to life. Are you stuck in a life that doesn't work? Go to YourSoulGuidance.com for your 21-day roadmap to the life you secretly dream about absolutely free. Discover surprising truths about your soulmate, talents, blocks, and more. Now is the time. Go to YourSoulGuidance.com. Seeing is believing. And on Saturday, April 20th, Michael Shane and the Ascension Foundation will be making a special guest appearance in Canby, Oregon, just a short distance from Portland. Michael, a spiritual visionary, healer, teacher, and trans physical medium, will fill your eyes with wonderment as he brings through gifts from spirit. These gifts are healing objects referred to as apports, such as gemstones or coins, brought from the etheric realm. Oh, but wait, there's still more. Have you ever considered what our toes can tell us? Come and participate in a live demonstration with Pamela Cushman. For more information, please call the Ascension Foundation at 800-508-6437 or visit their website at michaelshane.com. That's M-Y-C-H-A-E-L-Shane.com. 
Tune in to the Sandy Brewer Show, getting to the heart of what matters in your life. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com and experience the powerful healing voice of Dr. Sandy Brewer, one of Colin Talk Radio's most dynamic, compelling personalities. Get ready for inspiration and contagious humor and her been there, done that, no-nonsense advice to meet today's challenges. Listen and call in at 800-930-2819 for the Sandy Brewer Show. Take you out of this place Someone you could lend a hand In return for grace It's a beautiful day Hey everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Colette Baron reed here. We're actually going to open up the phone lines here in a minute. And we're going to get a couple of people in the queue. Um, for those of you that want to get some intuitive coaching from Colette on this topic, you know, we're talking about weight loss, but it's a little bit broader than this. And, you know, the, what I said before the break, Colette, was mm-hmm. I said, oh, my God, empathy overload. And how about yep. porous boundaries? Now, look it. You know this and I know this. We have a yep. lot of names for porous boundaries. Codependence, right? Mm-hmm. Porous, right? Need for, need for people to have, feel acceptance over accommodation. Is this all of what you're talking about here? Yeah. Yes. Like, imagine that, uh, imagine that people with healthy boundaries know when they end and others begin. And others, they, we know that we are, we are not responsible for someone else's feelings, for example. It's like if you feel something, I don't need immediately to feel it too and fix you, right? Like, but there's a lot of people who tune in to the world around them, and they don't know that it's not their own feelings. They just feel completely connected, overly connected with others, which, which which kind of invites people into an enmeshment, like codependent, like enmeshed feelings. Like, I feel too much. I can't take it. Like, I walked into a room, and, and the normal person will walk in. I don't know about this is so normal now, because it's actually more normal now to have empathy overload than it is the other way. But yes, it is. We, you yeah. know, you walk into a room, you feel the tension in the, world, in the room, and, uh, and you can't put your finger on it, but you know you were in a good mood before you walked in the door, and you're not in a good mood now. And you don't ask yourself, who does this belong to? You just know you feel like crap and you feel edgy and anxiety. And so porous boundaries are like you have, it's like you have holes punched in your, your field and you kind of suck in uh, the thoughts, feelings, and beliefs and energy of the other world into your own sense, sense of self. And it, it then begins to define you. So you don't have a really clear sense of yourself. So I do want to mention though, why this is happening to everybody and um, yes. what, because the advent of the Internet, like if, if you were to ask me about this 10 years ago, I would not be talking about this at all. Because no. uh, since, since the Internet has exploded and our ability to connect through social media has become so huge, like even in the poorest countries, they have cell phones and they have Internet. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. like everybody is wired to each other. And predominantly the stress, the kind of low-grade stress makes us get hyper vigilant because we're constantly being engaged in non-local experiences. So we're at Starbucks, we're not really looking at the people around us. We're looking at our our communication device and we're responding to the nasty shit that was oopsie, nasty stuff that we heard beep bleep on uh, Facebook or we we dealt with, you know, somebody is angry or somebody is saying something or reading the news about something on the other side of the globe that just happened. We're not locally connected in presence at all. We're not in the now at all. We're somewhere else all the time. We're engaged with people who aren't really there. We're, we're, taught, we're, we're bombarded by work emails at work. 
Um, you know, we, we have no ability to cognitively, like our, the human psyche is not evolved enough to cognitively handle the load that, that our, 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 you know, multi-communication has put on us. So consequently, we, we develop what's called hypervigilance, which, by the way, you'll see in really dysfunctional families, people yep. who have eyes in the back of their head, because yep. they don't, like alcoholic families or, or families where there's, you know, a real sense of violence, et cetera, where you don't know that you're safe. So what's happening right. is, and never mind that the news media tells us that we're not safe, right? We're not safe everywhere. We're not safe. We're not safe. So there's no place to relax, to rest. So this empathy overload is actually a way we survive. So we have to tune in, you know. And But what happens is we don't know how to tune out, and then we don't know how to turn it off. We don't even know what it is. We just know, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. I'm fatigued. I'm, my body is swelling. Um, I need to eat food to ground myself. I need to escape and detour away from my feelings. So all well, of us are know, being affected by this. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. As a matter of fact, let me tell you how affected we are about this. Okay, true confessions. You ready? Yeah. I went back to the gym, so I sign up at my gym. And I go back, and, you know, I'm, I'm now able to go back and work at the gym, right? So, I, mm-hmm. But I have to work with a trainer. So I go back to the gym, and, and I get this guy that signs me up, right? Signs me up, fills everything out, talks to you, all of this sweet stuff. Mm-hmm. Then you give him your credit card, off you go, you're at the gym. The dude is never, he never has his head up enough to say hello to you. Since I signed on with this guy, I've seen him every time I've been at the gym. He has never said hello to me, and his face is always in his his text, in his his phone. Right. What is up with that? Right. Well, it's, it's, but I mean, I, don't you find also, or haven't you, you know, when you're not on the radio, you know, and, and I know you get a ton of emails because you have a lot of people that you deal with. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, how do you juggle all that? I know personally I, I will sit in a restaurant sometimes and I'll check my email, you know, my phone, and I'm, I'm doing it less and less because I've become really super yeah. aware of how stressed it makes me feel. But well, um, there's almost an, yeah. it's an addiction. We, the whole society has an addiction to the way we communicate. And we aren't well, – we aren't, go ahead. Yeah, well, let's go back to healthy boundaries. So one of the things I started mm-hmm. to do, Colette, uh, which a lot of people are not happy about, is I don't get my emails on my phone. I, I, I mean, I, I, that was hot. Well, yeah, but it's like, what do you mean you're not going to get your emails on your phone? And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm not. Uh, and 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 these are the kinds of things mm-hmm. that I think you're talking about. Um, that yep. all of that information that's coming at you, right? You're sitting in the restaurant, you're looking at your phone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even do my music from my phone because I don't want my entertainment to come through my phone. And and so it was hard to create that line because I've walked back into the office and you know, I've heard, Oh my god, blah 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 is looking for you, blah blah blah. And it's kind of like how do we <laughs> come up for a breath of fresh air? What I yep. want to do is for those of you out there that want some help on this and help on your life, why don't you give us a shout, and, and Colette will give you some intuitive coaching on the show today. 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. You need any help around your boundaries? Are you soaking up too much uh, of those feelings that don't belong to you? Do you have an issue with something that you're putting in your mouth or not? Give us a call. We'll take your call on the show. 
But this is really a breakthrough, this book, you know, the weight loss book. And, and not just the weight loss book, but the envisioning that you're doing. Right. I don't think we can afford to have it all be about the mind anymore. Well, um, here's what's interesting. The Envision process is a way for people to bypass the logical, analytical, rational mind and enter into the realm of the unconscious or the dreaming mind that connects us to this vast, symbolic, living language of divine consciousness, if you will. So the soul doesn't speak English, right? So that I always say that the unconscious is really chatty, but it doesn't know how to speak English. It speaks pictures. So, And the rational thinking mind is where we tend to want to fix things through. Like if I just have willpower, for example, or if I decide something, and we know that until we surrender to something greater than ourselves that we can't make changes. But so I developed a process that I started talking about in my book, The Map. I, then I started a school, The Map, which is in 25 la- languages now. And it is, uh, and I applied it actually to the weight release energetics or weight loss for people who feel too much. It became a, it, that class became a book, that, which we're talking about now. But um, uh, I started an institute where I train life coaches in, ha- in the, the Envision process, which is a trademark process based on Jungian active imagination and various forms of the hero's journey and seeing yourself through a completely different perspective. Um, and it's quick and it works. And what it does is it circumvents the, that chatty mind that we think is the boss and enters into that, you know, that very, very unique and fascinating uh, uh, unconscious that is connected to absolutely everything and everyone. But it is, it's like this flowing place of images that, that shows us that each one of us individually can become our own oracle. Now, I know that sounds, you know, pretty lofty, but in fact, you know, wisdom lies within every human being because we are connected to spirit and spirit lives within us. And all the knowledge and all the wisdom that the human humanity has experienced it exists in us. It, it, it is accessible to us, but it is not accessible to us through the mind, the, 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 thing, the thing that we think is the mind. It's really that much greater mind, the deeper layers of the mind that we can't get at by deciding and we can't get at through analyzing. So it's really a way to get out of our story and into a more magical, meaningful relationship to our higher, a higher view of our lives. And it works. It's it's astounding. It just is astounding. And I know I I have to be honest with you. I somehow think that you know I hear about people channeling their work, and I really think that I don't take much credit for this because the series of crumbs into Grandma's forest that that brought me to create this process uh, really was real inspir- inspired thought that I don't know where it came from, but I just followed the crumbs. So I really feel that I was given this content. Um, in yeah. order to, and I really do. I feel like, uh, you yeah. know, it didn't really just come from me and the fact that I'm a voracious reader. It's, it really was, it's just, it's, it's astounding how it works. So I'm, I'm right yeah. now training. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I completely understand because that is how it works, you know, and, uh, yeah, tell everybody about the training and then we'll go to Bethany who's called in. May 30th actually um, is our coach training. Um, it's called Envision Coaching, and it's coaching with Envision. It's a six weeks online class where I train people, and it's a certification class. I train people to use this process in their practices, and it, it absolutely is a turbocharge to anybody's any kind of practice that you have, be it Reiki right through to psychiatry. I've training psychologists now. I'm psychotherapist. It's an added skill set for people who are already professionals, or if you want to learn how to coach in a way that's 
so unique and would set you apart from other life coaches. This is the place to come. It's online, and uh, we have the case studies and the thousands of people that have already been through this class that that uh, to prove that that its effects are in, is astounding. So um, starts May thirtieth. Anyway, but let's talk to Bethany. Yeah, and first about your website, and then we'll go right to Bethany. Um, Bethany from Hawaii. You can learn about this on m i c i coach dot com. That's M-I-C-I-Coach.com, Master Intuitive Coach Institute, or ColetteBaronReed.com. Yeah, sweet. Or go to the Dr. Pat show and just click on her beautiful picture. Uh, Bethany is joining us here today. Hey, Bethany, welcome to the show. Aloha. Oh, thank you. Aloha, everyone. Thank hey, you for Bethany. having me. <laughs> How can we okay, help you so, today? Okay, so I really... my. Uh, my entire life, I've um, absorbed everybody else's energy, and I work hard every single day and make a conscious effort. And I do not watch television, and um, I do not um, listen to a lot of, uh, you know, like radio and thing like mm-hmm. things like that. But I absorb everyone's energy, and... Um, I have problem with my weight, and I know that I put on I put on um, weight as a, also a protective mechanism. Yep, it's false protection. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I just I struggle and struggle, and there's got to be something more I can be doing. There is something more, and that's why I created a program that works. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, first of all, let me invite you on. There's a free class you can take right now, actually. Off of my website, it's called Jumpstart. And if you go to MICICoach.com, it says free class Jumpstart. And it's, the, it's some basic uh, things for you to start doing um, and some process work that is recorded for you to listen to. But um, okay. I can give you – I can actually do something right now on air that everybody can listen to, and it will show you how to detach from your feelings very quickly. Rather, okay. than, dis- rather than ask yourself – what, you know, oh, my God, I'm feeling too much. Because we always know. We, we know there's something up. We just don't know what it is. So I'm going to ask you to describe your state of mind because it always comes to us through overwhelm or anxiety, right? So when you feel that, that's, you, you notice when you put on weight, and then you have that negative self-talk because you have put on the weight. Am I correct? Right. right. Okay. So just, just, you know, give me three adjectives for the feelings that you feel, because they're complex, right? Can we narrow it down to three adjectives? I feel these feelings. Um, oh, overwhelmed. Okay, overwhelmed. Panicked. <laughs> okay, so what would you say to say fear? Panic, fear, okay, panic, fear. overwhelmed, panic, and what else? Um, instability. Perfect. Now, I want you to imagine... I'm going, to, I'm going to let you, this is the envision process I'm going to show you how to do. This is the rudimentary part of the envision process that everybody learns. So I want you to imagine that you are standing in the center of a place that represents the state of mind of instability, panic, and overwhelm. If those three things described a place or an environment, what would that look like? And be very clear that you are looking at a place, a physical place that shows up, and your unconscious will deliver it to you. You don't have to try. It'll just show up. Okay. Do you want me to tell you where yes. it is? Where is it? Um, uh, childhood. You're standing My in the middle of your childhood. Home. Okay. Tell yeah, me, tell me you have home. to tell me the place that you're in. Um, in the house. 
You're in the house of your childhood, in the okay? Room. You're in the living room, in the okay? Living so, room. just just so in the living room, just give me a couple of colors that you see there, and how big or small is it? Uh, the colors, the brown carpet. Okay. So the uh, place that represents, and one other color. Blue. Do you you are aware that the blue and brown is outside of you, correct? Yes. You are aware that the floor and the and the, the living room itself is outside of you, that it is not inside you, correct? Yes. In this position, you are observing these things, correct? Correct, yes. Okay. Within every single human being on this planet, ever since the first beings um, created uh, pictures in the cave walls, there was a representation be- of the relationship between the human and the god that was in the form of a bird or winged creature. In every single one of us, is there, there is a symbol of the relationship that we have to that higher power. I want you to imagine that this huge, magical winged creature shows up in this living room in front of you. Okay. Tell me what it is. Um, it's a phoenix. Okay. So I'd like you to get on the back of this phoenix. Imagine that you're getting on the back of the phoenix. Okay. And we have to assume that the phoenix knows how to get through the ceiling. Okay. No problem. So and you are going to be lifted out of that living room. Be very clear that this is happening. And you're, until okay. you can see nothing but bright blue, let me know when you see the bright blue. Okay. So you're okay. high in the sky. Are you there? Yes. Yes. How do you feel now compared to how you felt before? I feel really good. <laughs> okay, now look easily. over the side. So- okay. Light. Now, light. now look over the side of the phoenix and see how big or small that original place is. Very small. Very small. So would you say, truthfully, that beyond that place, there are many other places? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to ask you to... Pay attention to the phoenix. Ask the phoenix its, phoenix its name, and then come back okay. to the chair that you're sitting in now. Okay. And what name did you get for the phoenix? I'd rather not say. That's fine. Okay, good. No problem. You can look that name up on uh, baby, babynamesworld.com, and you'll find out what your unconscious said through the, through the name that you got. So you can look okay. up the meaning of the name. It will not necessarily be the same meaning that you think okay. it means. Uh, anyway, okay. so you notice the difference, right, between the first place and the second place. Yes. Yeah? Very so we didn't change anything, did we? We did not analyze it. We did not decide how you felt like that. We didn't say why you got like that. We just described it and we left. Correct? Correct. That's how easy it is. The envision mm, process, wow. when practiced for eight solid weeks, will change neural networks in the brain, just like wow. mindfulness meditation, and you will go, that, that becomes your go-to place. You can get out of anything that fast because it works. Wow. That was wow. absolutely Bethany, what do you amazing. think of that? Yeah, yeah wasn't was that cool? That was amazing. I know. I know. So are you going to go, uh, Colette, what, what's the website Bethany can go to? 
Yeah, she can, Bethany, you just go to my website, micicoach.com, and you can see um, the Jumpstart class, which is free, um, and that's, uh, you know, part of the weight release energetics or weight loss for people who feel too much class. If you do that daily and take a Himalayan salt bath every day, that actually helps release the positive, it gets rid of the positive ions you've collected throughout the day, even if you haven't been on the media, you'll, fi- okay. you'll, you'll find that you're going to start to release that excess weight you're carrying. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Bethany, thank you so much. That was perfect. Because I think all of us got to experience it. I did that. I did did the exercise. Where did you go? That was fascinating. Uh, Okay, so first of all, (laughs) I tapped into those three overwhelm, right? Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Where I went to was on a piece of, let's call it a piece of wood that came from a ship. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm standing on a piece of this wood, one one plank of wood right. in an ocean on oh. this right and on this piece of wood. And let me let me tell you, I don't swim. I would be terrified. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. And what I, I came was. to get you? Uh, turkey vulture. So listen to this. I'm going to, I'm going to, what I didn't do, I'm going to describe your turkey vulture and then I'm going to go back and talk about the phoenix because the turkey vulture, let me tell you about turkey vultures. They're the most adorable birds. They are kind and sweet. They are, they, they are the only animal that when they eat carcasses, they poop it out without any bacteria so that they actually, yep, they are, they are the cleaners. They clean. So the turkey vulture is all about cleaning. And and taking up the the debris and turning it into some usable mulch, mm. yeah, like it releases. It. Isn't that amazing? And and that's what they are. They're the garbage cans. But they're also but they but they make use of that which we consider that is is our castaways. So the things that wow. we think are are excrement of our life, they will right. take or, or what has died in our life, they will take right. that carcass. So so the turkey vulture is really amazing. Of course, the phoenix rises up out of its own ashes. So out of, right. out of her original landscape, because we do everything based on the archetype of the landscape. In your case, of course, feeling like you're the only one on the big ocean, you know, you can't swim, <laughs> you know, you're going to drown, you're barely hanging on, you know, and nobody's there to help you. Mm. That's that whole, oh, my God, I have to do everything all by myself. No kidding. I get into a place where I see orcs being made, <laughs> like a factory of orcs, and I get, oh my god! You know, now did you did you ask the name of your bird? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, what's really interesting? I what I train my coaches. I mean, it doesn't. It's not as meaningful actually. When you work one on one with one of my coaches, um, it is astounding what happens when you know when two or more are gathered together in the name of yeah, I yeah. am. Amazing yeah. things happen. So that's just amazing that we did that over the radio. I mean, it's just incredible when you actually. Everyone had to experience that. Colette, everyone yeah. had to experience mm-hmm. that. Hey, let's take another caller. I think we've sure. got Debbie waiting. Uh, Mr. Benny, how about we put Debbie through? She's there. Hey, Debbie, welcome to the show. How can we help you? What'd you think of that? Oh, wonderful. I wrote it all down and, um, <laughs> I, I'm very grateful for it. And, um, I actually met Colette when she was here in Seattle years ago with, um, Sylvia Brown. I love and, Seattle. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I, I got to come back and do it great. again. Uh, well, <laughs> When you come back, hopefully I will be moved from here. 
I'm being torn. Um, I've been doing very well with um, with um, paying attention to you know the note that I wrote to myself that says don't eat over this. And, don't what? Don't um, eat. Don't uh, eat don't over eat this. Is that over? Yeah. Don't eat over this. Um, because uh, um, I realized that I was um, eating every piece of chocolate that wasn't nailed down. I figured yep. I'd eaten enough chocolate to get me through Easter 2020. And right. um, and this has got to stop because I realize what's eating me is my indecision about um, being a responsible daughter with my father had just having a heart attack and all of the chain oh, reactions yeah. that caused. And do I give up what I prefer um, to do for my next step? Or do I be a responsible daughter and move the other 3,000 miles away and, um, and you know, just settle, settle there and, you know, and be a doobie? And when you were saying to the previous caller, you know, where did she go? And she was in their childhood house. Well, I was in the entire town that my family lived in. And right. a whole flock of crows just, you know, came in and said, <laughs> let's get out of here. You had a whole flock of crows? Yeah. Yeah. I love crows. And now, we're, do you, oh, we're, so the flo- you got on one of the crows back? Um, I flew. You flew with the crows? Yeah. You know what's really interesting about that? So you were given the gift by the crow. The crow represents universal law. And the yeah. fact that we started the show with the prosperity law card. Uh, right? Sorry. The laws of, yeah. The, and, and the fact of uh, that change is imminent. And crows are highly intelligent people, uh, beings. They are related to ravens. They're, they're yes. a very intelligent, almost like human beings. So people tend to yes. chew them off, but they're extraordinary creatures. No, they're like and special birds. <laughs> the, clo- the, the fact that they came in a, they're called a murder of crows, by the way, not a flock. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and and I have to say that them coming to be your rescuers and then giving you the capacity to fly means that you are empowered. And the fact that you have had issues with um, with indecision, this is saying to you that you know your highest good will be obvious to you. And when you are uh, surrendered to that, you will have the capacity. They're giving you the power to make a choice. Now, I want to address this, and I want you to something yeah. to think about, and I'll, I'll, apply, okay. I'll just tell you what happened to me. I, okay. I felt, and, I've, and, and listen, I talked to tons of clients, right? So I still do yeah. readings three days a week, and I talked to about eight people a day. So like 20 new people a week I talked to every single week. I never wow. gave up my readings, even though I got well-known, blah, blah, blah. It's because I believe it's my service, right? So, yeah. so I, I run across this conversation with anybody that's being called. I rarely have run across somebody who has said, oh, I'm so excited, I'm going to go live with my dad. He's had a heart attack and he can't walk. Right when they're about to launch a new business or find their lives, people feel that they get taken hostage by their families because we don't live in a society here in North America anyway where the kind of concept of family living together and everybody taking care of each other is part of the dynamic. We don't have tribes tribes anymore. We're very disconnected. So the, the, the whole thing of I should be a dutiful daughter and, like, will my wings get clipped by doing this, right? So both can be true and, and at the same time, you know, and we can still be empowered to do it. This choice doesn't have to be either or. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So yes. when you say don't eat over that, 
Well, it's like surrendering because sometimes we can't not. It's an addiction. It becomes an addiction, right? So it's like you have to because you're trying to escape it. You're escaping the anxiety. So if you can recognize that you can go beyond the anxiety to make a choice that's best for everybody. I mean, I'm not going to make you that choice right now, but you have to ask, what is the highest good for everyone? Am I doing it in order to be liked by my family or it's because it's my responsibility? I have a sense that you have some other siblings that could help. Is that true? Um, yeah, my brother is a physical therapist. He's only a mile away from them. So he's, you know, he's right there on top of everything. Yeah, so this goes much beyond. I think this whole thing is about the boundary of are you going to get swallowed up by the family? You moved oh, right. all across the other side of right. the country to get away from them. Right. Right? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, so your panic is really about, oh, my God, I have to face all the old ghosts and stories. Mm, and wow. get swallowed, right? Because you haven't you haven't really um, come to terms with and and radically accepted who these people are, and mm. uh, and my sense is, but I have a real sense too, though, that the the flock of crows is saying that you are not the only one. There are uh, there's a flock. There's the murder of crows. There's a group of people that can help. You are not the only one that's going to carry this load. This is an idea you have because you feel responsible at some deep level because you left. And they didn't. Am I right? Yeah, you are. Yeah, well, that's the psychic mm-hmm. part of me. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> that's the extra yeah. part that I throw in here, right? Because I can see you right. pretty clearly. So, yeah. the, so the escapism, the detour away from this deep anxiety, you know, and the, the need for you to set a boundary, that's what's coming up for you right now is how can I still help out, you know, if, if that is, you know, or are you supposed to get up, uproot your whole life? I, you know, this is something that you only can, only you can answer. Are you going to feel terrible or can you move out there and still have a balance? Like it's not either or like moving out there and you're going to get completely taken hostage by the situation. Had I known what I know today in my work, because my work evolved, I started doing readings 23 years ago. My parents died about 20 through 20, well, no, 25 years ago, because I was 26, yeah, anyway, a long time ago. Um, And, uh, no, a few years after I started doing readings. But I wasn't as evolved as I am now. I didn't know what I knew. All I knew was that I had terrible anxiety, and I had no, I I created this process for the old me, right, the me that needed it, because I didn't have anything to relieve me or anybody I could talk to about it that really made sense. I just was going to a 12-step program and doing the best I could. So, so I think that if you can do this process a few times and give yourself, relieve yourself of the anxiety, that you'll ha- you'll leave space for your higher self to make the right decision okay. with you. I, I hear what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, oh, that's great. It'll create space. Yes, great. Mm-hmm. Thank wow. you. I appreciate it. Oh my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you so much. Wow. You know what I love about this, Colette? Um, when our listeners call, by the way, we have the best listeners on the planet. I've said that you a million do. times. But when they call in, their courage to call in, and actually we have one caller left, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm hoping we can just chat with her real quick. But when they call in, they are so, what's the term? They represent. Yeah. You know, there's so much mm-hmm. about what they share that so many people relate to. Do we have a minute, uh, Colette, to take Kathleen? She's been holding for a bit. Yes, of Actually, course. Actually, unfortunately, lady, sorry, Kathleen had to run. Oh, okay, sorry, oh. Kathleen. Thank you, Jenny. Well, uh, I think I think what's really crucial and important too is, you know, one of the things that I made. Well, I mean, I can't really be any different, but 
I think that the, the decision to be vulnerable and authentic, you know, it's, it's, we share the umbrella together. I think that your callers, and I've always known that when I come on your show, is, uh, you know, is that they're willing to be vulnerable and they're, they're really willing to, to let themselves be seen and let themselves be led. They're not looking for a fake answer. And I think probably because this whole, you know, the personal development movement has been around now really in, in a big way since the 80s. You know, yeah. people are sick of that, uh, like uh, the stuff yeah. that doesn't work. We really want to start talking about what's real, yeah. you know, and, and acknowledge that nothing is that easy. But the effortless moments that we get, and we do get moments of that. They're not consistent, but, they're cons- but we, can, we can see consistency, but there's pieces where we, we have to. We go back to our ego self, and we go back to the pain and suffering because, it's part of our, our purpose for being here is to move past our stories, but we revisit them, and that's okay. And people think that, oh, they can't. They're not, oh, my God, I'm supposed to be way more evolved. But, in fact, that's part of the story. The part of the journey is that spiral that we go around. Like you and I were talking earlier, we both had a difficult year last year. Yeah, we did. You know, we're supposed to be enlightened. Well, guess what? Yes, enlightenment means the big, giant light shines on all the crappy worms. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and, I, I think that, yeah. I think that I think that the thing that I just want to point out, though, is that you know you and I have our ups and downs, like a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I've had some. You know, I've sipped in some potholes I'd never thought I'd get out of. Yeah. But for some way, we've picked up enough along the way mm-hmm. that I think we have enough intuition, enough tools, and and enough common sense to ask for help when we need it. And you know, I think that I helped me last year. Mm-hmm. What, yeah, that helped you last year? Yeah, it did, a little bit. You know what's funny? You know what really helped me last year was my girlfriend, Glennis McCants, who told me last year was going to be crap for everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, Glennis helped me this year. Glennis helped me this year. She is my yeah. buddy. Glennis helped me this year. I you love Glennis. Right, because I said, don't even talk to me about that year. She said, no, I'm not. So she talked yeah. to me about this year. That's helping me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really interesting thing that all of us are going through yeah. globally right now. And it's, it's right. um, you yeah. know, we all, we all know that I think that life is, being, is, is offering us these amazing challenges right now. I think this year, yeah. frankly, this year I feel more, more true to myself this year than I have. This yeah, book challenged too. me in ways mm-hmm. I cannot tell you. Um, yeah, that. The fact that I even wrote it and published it um, and not being perfect at it, I still have the same, I think I'll be dealing with empathy overload and the food issues for the rest of my life, you know, and and knowing that I didn't have a pat answer for people that that I recognized, even though we had the case studies and people in my classes have lost like, you know, people, the big, really, really people who had never had any success come to me and that's the last house in the road. I'm not the book that people choose if they want to, you know, have that instant weight loss. This is about asking us to look really deep at ourselves. You know, and mm-hmm. I've had some controversial, be, you know, pushback on it. And, uh, but I know it was authentic and I know it was right. It was off my brand. I mean, I know nobody expects me to write about that. You know, so it was really hard. It was really hard to release the book. I left Hay House yep. uh, for, for Random House. It was all really, really hard and painful. Um, and uh, to talk about something that makes you very vulnerable. But I was willing to do it on behalf of all the people that had the same issue as me that want help. And, um, you know, so I could have written one of those big, giant self-help books 
that you know, or or more of a, you know, what I'm, you understand what I'm getting at? Something that would be a lot more yeah, popular. Yeah, yeah. Here, here is what I think you're getting at. You know, you and I could have done those things, yeah. but in the reality, we couldn't in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're both being we're both being called to stretch and grow and do yeah. things that are so outside of our comfort zone. Oh, um, talk about really. outside of comfort zone! Oh right. my God! Right. Colette, oh my, thank you for joining yeah. me here today. Will you come back? Love to have Anytime. you come back. Anytime. I so love much. you. I love you too, Colette Baron Reed. Everyone, weight loss for people who feel too much. But again, we talked about her training. Hey, everybody! You are magnificent. Both of us love you. All of us love you. Have yourselves a great day. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one. Transformation Talk Radio. Transformation Talk Radio. A higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in, transformationtalkradio.com. Hey, everybody, we'll see you there. We are living in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of The Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. 